fire was directly behind them and catching up. Ray could not only feel the onrushing hot and acrid air that rolled over them from behind, but he could sense the flames and, every now and then, would catch a glimpse of that holocaust when he dared peek over his shoulder. Hurry, he said, as he and Katie ran down the long, narrow valley in northern Italy that was being engulfed in a wildfire. Ray, I'm frightened. They continued running along the only exit path available to them. Katie faltered and stumbled, her breathing heavily labored. Keep running, almost there, I can see it, the next bend in the roadway. Ray felt Katie's fingers as they literally dug into his hand. She was moving slower, and he was pulling her as best he could, urging her along, trying to reach the only chance they had against the monstrous wildfire that had trapped them in this long and narrow valley. I can't keep going, Katie said as she nearly fell. You can. Ray pulled on her arm to steady her, and she regained her balance. She continued moving forward with him. Almost, Ray said. There it is, the airport. Where? Katie asked breathlessly. Straight ahead, behind that row of trees. There it was, the small Italian airfield that Ray had somehow known about, nestled in the bowels of this narrow valley, its single blacktop runway positioned parallel with the high valley walls on either side. It would be their only chance to get out of this valley alive. As Ray had remembered, there was a single row of small Italian airplanes parked at the far end of the airfield. A little farther. Yes, okay. Katie was keeping up with him, so all that was left was to pick a suitable airplane to make their escape. But as they neared the row of parked aircraft at the deserted airfield, Ray realized that the small airplanes parked on the line, a dozen or more, were the same type. Single engine sport planes, every one of them, Ray shouted back at her. Damn! I can fly one. I can do it if you show me. Katie ran past several of the tiny Italian airplanes, glancing at each and, for some reason, going on to the next. The airplanes were identical, and they had very small cockpits with only one seat. There was no way to get two people into one airplane. You'll have to fly your own, Ray said. Can't both fit into one. I can do it, Ray, Katie said as they stopped at one aircraft in the middle of the back. Katie popped open their cockpit canopy and peeked inside. You need to show me how to get it started. The cockpit labels are in Italian. I can't read them. Get in. Ray boosted her into the tiny cockpit. While she strapped herself into the pilot's seat, Ray pointed to various controls as he figured them out. Mag switch, starter, fuel selector, throttle. The control stick is normal, like the one you've used in the cub at home. Wheel brakes on the floor next to the rudder pedals. Use your heels. Put this headset on and use the radio once we get going. Press this button to transmit. Okay. Katie glanced around the unfamiliar cockpit. Ray, I can do this. Get yourself into the next airplane. Katie pointed toward the aircraft to their right. Hurry, the fire is almost here. I know. Ray closed the canopy on Katie's airplane, jumped from the wing, and ran to the next aircraft in the line. As he climbed in, he could see the wall of flames as it worked its way around the turn in the road that was not a half mile from them. The outflow of hot air had gotten stronger, and it was blowing directly down the short runway. That hot wind would shorten their takeoff roll, but it meant that they had to take off directly toward the enormous fire that was racing toward them. As Ray started the engine of his airplane, he could see that Katie had already started the engine of hers. Can you hear me? Ray asked on the radio. Yes, Katie answered. Ready. She paused and transmitted. Ray, you go first. I'll follow. No, 
Gray could see the problem they'd be facing. The only runway they could use was directly toward the towering flames and mounds of billowing smoke, and it was getting closer with each passing moment. He needed to get Gady to make the first takeoff so she could clear the maelstrom with room to spare. If he were to cut into the top of it, he stood a better chance than she did of wrestling the airplane through that smoke, the flames, and the heavy turbulence. You go. I'll follow behind you. Ray, you first, please, Katie pleaded into the microphone. Okay.